And welcome back to end of season Fern and Leaf podcast. 2021-2022 season is officially ended and the Colorado Avalanche are your 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Um, what a series, what a season. Um, congrats to the Avalanche. It's been a little while coming for them. Uh, but guys, how you guys feeling? Season's over. I'm a little sad. It's always sad when the NHL season ends, but um, another year, another whatever bet we placed and I'm wrong once again, even the con Smythe, I'm wrong again. <laughs> like I'm just Oh, four this year, I guess. So, but it was a good season, longest season in the NHL, I believe in its history. So that coming to an end was a bit of a, you know, good, 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 good timing, I guess. Cause you know, I didn't want to really much see much hockey anymore, but <laughs> it's always sad that the NHL hockey's done, but how are you feeling Tom? Well, I'm in the same boat as Gary Bettman. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Tom's got COVID. If you guys didn't know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a good wrap to it. I'm glad that that series ended up going like six. Yeah, could have even have been seven, especially with the blowout, the one game. But we had everything. We had overtimes, a couple that went right down to the wire with like last possession, one goal, team needing to score. I think for once, the team that was favored. To win, won it? I don't remember the last team. Uh, I mean, last year, right? Literally last year. Was Tampa? That was the only time, yeah. And the year before that, I think Tampa was favored over Dallas, but. No, but like, I mean, from the start of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to uh, our episode right before the season started, I said Abs, Panthers, and Abs would win the cup. I had the wrong Florida team. But I did have the abs winning. So no pat on the back for myself there. But uh no, that abs team, they are just incredible. I, I said it last night. Uh, I was talking to I don't remember who I said it to, but um the abs, this was the year they needed to win, given all the guys that were coming off the books, mm-hmm. um, in terms of contracts and guys that would need raises. This is the year they had to win. And man, they did it. They freaking did it. It feels weird in that aspect though because a lot of times like a team that wins the cup like there's always sort of yeah but they can come back next year mm-hmm. Abs literally couldn't. Year. yeah there's what five guys they don't have a goalie next year no i can there's redraw the, off the ufas right now i have it all uh i have it all up here so three of their top six yeah top so seven, N- nichushkin nichushkin um which who was a massive piece to this team, holy crap, Val Nichushkin. Um, Nico Sturm, Val Nichushkin, Nazem Kadri, Darren Helm, Andrew Cogliano, Cogliano uh, Andre Burakovsky. Those are the UFAs on the uh, up front. Jack Johnson, Josh Manson, Ryan Murray on the back end, Darcy Kemper. <laughs> Their goalie is a UFA. Hmm. Um, yeah, they've they have a lot of cap space this summer to, but they also got to fill out what like almost half their roster yeah and they have to worry about you know a certain nathan mckinnon extension for next season or for two seasons from now but um joe sakic he's been up against the wall before i wouldn't put it past him to do it again like just what a team he built what a team he put together like this team was they were so good from top to bottom like i mm-hmm. I, I i don't remember a team being this good 
in terms of, you know, within the cap era from top to bottom, they were ridiculous and they deserve to win very, yeah. very clearly. They did. Yeah. Like they, they, they lost Sam Gerrard, Jack Johnson goes into the top four and they still win. That's how it works sometimes. Next man up, man. I, like, I think yeah. that's the mentality here from the abs. But I just want to say on Joe Sackick, like, dude, when is the last time? Uh, maybe you could say Tampa, obviously, because they got two straight Stanley Cups. But, like, all their acquisitions hit everything. Like, getting Val Nichushkin a couple of years ago. Um, getting <laughs> Josh Manson Burakovsky. at the trade deadline. Burakovsky, Cogliano, Darren Kemper. Helm. Like, it, it, everything just ended up working and fitting in right into place. And it just, they win. Like, and there wasn't, Russo, you just mentioned, like, they, I don't think they got outpossessed in any game. Maybe the blowout in Tampa, but that was it. Like, yeah. and even then I thought Colorado played better. I said on the podcast yeah. last, last episode, like, they're just a dominant team that can possess the puck in the offensive zone quite clearly at the best in the league and maybe the best we've seen out of a team. And their power play, I just want to talk about that. 20 oh, for gross. 60 in the playoffs. Like, how crazy, they got 20 power play goals they're good <laughs> it, it helps when you got you know kale mccarr is gonna go down like we'll get to him but like he's gonna go down as i think one of the best defensemen of all time and when you got him when you got landis cog mckinnon ranted in kadri lekinen um nichushkin burkowski like they're so deep mm-hmm. unbelievable team just like i was actually so happy when they won last night uh, like the, the, this this is the team that should have won last year. I know Tampa was really good, but like they should have won last year, and uh, and they didn't. And like I, someone posted the clip from last year when uh, Vegas eliminated Colorado, and you know they're asking McKinnon about it, and he's like, you know, I haven't won shit yet. And he's like, you know, we we just gotta we gotta figure it out, and we gotta come back next year with a different mentality. And they come on and win like McKinnon had some really good quotes throughout the whole year. I remember, remember earlier, like back in the summer when Zadorov did that whole thing on, you know, the McKinnon, how he eats and whatnot. And he called him Michael Jordan. McKinnon was uh, on, I believe it was the Jeff Merrick show, or it was right before the season when like Friedman and Jeff Merrick go out to um, like the, the media day. And McKinnon was like, I don't know why Zadorov was calling me Michael Jordan. Like I haven't won anything. I haven't done anything in this league. I haven't won any awards. I haven't won a cup. So, like, the Michael Jordan comparisons don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. A year later, I guess this guy won. Like, so happy for Mac. Like, if any guy deserved it on that team, it was him. Like, who would have thought back, what, six seasons ago, the 2016-17 year, that this team would have been here? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Nuts. So, and there's only five guys that were from that team. It was Rantanen, Comfer. Landis Gog, Johnson, and McKinnon. Hmm. There's only guys remaining from that 48-point team back way back when. Yeah, insane, insane team. Well, that gives the Buffalo Sabres hope. <laughs> <laughs> They've been getting hope for a decade now, Tom. Yeah. That's uh that's wild. But I guess we'll we'll move on to the guy who I think everyone knew he was really good. But I think this playoff has really cemented how dominant and probably a generational player on the back end, that's Kale McCarr. Unbelievable series for him. Not even just series, playoffs, year, Norris Trophy, Conn Smythe, Stanley Cup. 
pretty good, pretty good week <laughs> for Kale McCarr. Yeah. Pretty good year. 29 points in 20 games as a defenseman. The next closest to Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, who is ridiculously still leading the playoff scoring yep. in points. But a defenseman, a defenseman is like third or fourth or whatever he is on the list and leads his team in points. Like I know points are not the be end all end all for defensemen, but when you put up numbers like that and you have good defensive play like Kill McCarr, there's no question, like you just said, Russo, he might be in that conversation in a few years time with more Norris trophies, more experience, getting older, getting stronger for that matter. Um, yeah, Kill McCarr is the ceilings, like everything for this guy. I don't know if you agree, Tom. I mean, he's only 23. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to right. hear his resume at 23 years old? It's ridiculous. Isn't he in the company that only Lidstrom and Bobby Orr? Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so this is Kale McCarr's resume at 23 years old. 2019, Hobie Baker back at UMass. 2020, Calder. 2021, NHL first team all-star. 2022, NHL first team all-star Norris Consmith Stanley Cup. They could have had an Olympic gold in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He really and isn't he a world junior? He's a world junior gold. He's a world junior too. champion. He, yeah. he can, he's a he's a national not national champion. He's a uh, when he was playing in the AJHL, they won the league championship and they won the um, RBC Cup when he was mm-hmm. there. Or I don't know if they won the RBC Cup when he was there. I don't know if he won it then, but. Even if they did, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a resume. And I was talking to my brother in law on uh, on Saturday. I said, "Yeah, you know, if he has win, he's got his cup in in Colorado. He doesn't really owe them much. So in five years, he can uh, sign as a as a UFA in, for his hometown team in Calgary because <laughs> he's got that cup. He doesn't really owe Colorado that much more. So uh, let's go, Kale. You know, you got five more years, but then you can join your hometown team. Yeah, that he's." unbelievable and like we talked about it last week the fact that he went fourth overall and the abs kind of you know losing quote-unquote losing the draft lottery was probably the best thing that ever happened to this team because at one do they even take him probably not hmm. i know they were high on him yeah. but like i don't think they take him at one if they well, I think so. it would have been a shock yeah. to all of us yeah and he's yeah just unbelievable like the way like there was a, there was a, they had a possession in Tampa zone yesterday. It was in the first period. And like, he was up and down the boards across the blue line, making plays. I'm like, holy shit, man. And then his D partner, Devon Taves is hey two, two second round picks, Lou, two second round picks. He they were both just incredible in these playoffs. And yeah, they're just so like, so good. So, so, so good. Those two, the whole team really, but and yeah. The whole team ended off with they tied the LA Kings for the most dominant playoff run. Yeah, sixteen and four. I think it was the yeah they tied them and then the Edmonton Oilers in nineteen eighty is the only one who was remaining because they had only two losses in a cup run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they went and they they clinched every right. um, series on the road. They just didn't want to win in front of their own fans apparently. No. <laughs> So because well, they when you sweep, yeah, yeah, then they beat St. Louis on the road in six, right? Swept in Edmonton, and then uh, they it's won. Uh, you have two they, sweeps they in there. I think those gonna <laughs> get a pass. Yeah, they're uh, good, good, good goddamn team. And uh, real quick, Corey Perry, <laughs> fucking rights, Corey. No oh. cup for you. 
as a flame fan like and him being on oh you're ecstatic right now like words can't describe how much i do not like that player I hate Ryan Kessler more, but like obviously he's not playing. But yeah, but it's kind uh, of funny to see Perry go three straight finals and lose all three of them. A little part of everyone is just like, are you serious again? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you inverse three P? <laughs> I have know. no idea. The only thing that's kind of sad about this is like Pat Maroon's run comes to an end. <laughs> but yeah, he's got he had what three in a row. I think it's yeah. okay. Yeah, I think good. it's okay. So um yeah, and I know Thomas, you wanted to, to talk a little about Naz. Oh, yeah. yeah. So why don't you go on to Naz? Yeah, I'll take it away because, you know, when the trade broke July 1st, was it 2019? I was in the backyard. I was like, oh man, they actually traded Nazem Kadri and they got Tyson Berry, who I was pretty happy to get. Obviously, we know the story that happened in Toronto, but going to Naz, going to Colorado, the first year he gets there, I mean, he gets suspended <laughs> um, again. No, he did not actually. Was the bubble the bubble, right? the bubble year yes. he did not? No, it was last yes. year. It was a bubble, and he was really good in the bubble as well. But then the next mm-hmm. year he gets suspended uh, for a hit on Justin Falk. I believe he missed half of the eight. first round and then half of the second round. And then no, he played eight games. He didn't play the entire second round. Okay, well I'm wrong. Well, yeah. Naz, well <laughs> he didn't play a game. He only well, played two games last year in the playoffs. Anyways, the whole the whole story around Nazem Kadri in Toronto and Colorado was he was a liability. And then his his interview with Dave Amber and Elliot Freeman yesterday, quote unquote. Everybody that thought I was a liability in the playoffs can kiss my ass. And this is why I love Nazem Kadri, man. I have a I have a poster hanging in my room of Nazem Kadri. The day he left Toronto, I was like, wow, like I, I can't believe they actually traded him. And he was an important part of this Avalanche's run. He was an important part of the Avalanche's season. I believe he got injured twice during this season as well. The hand injury, I don't remember what it was in the regular season, but it kept him out for a couple of games. Mm-hmm. And it this out, guy it is, kept him out for a little while towards the end of the season. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And just to sum it all up, he, this guy is a warrior. He's playing tough um, from London, close to Toronto. Um, I know a homecoming doesn't make sense at all for the Maple Leafs, but God damn, I would love to see this guy come back to Toronto and win it. But um, I don't know where he goes from here. He won his cup. I, I don't know if he gets the bag now. I don't know what you guys think, but Nazem Kadri is, was damn certain an important part of this avalanche Man, team. Just stay. I hope he just stays. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he's going to. Like I was, I was always on the boat. Like if the Avs lost, I could have seen them taking like a discount to stick around because very clearly this team could win. Since they won, he's got his cup. I think he's gonna go just wherever. Like, look, he's coming off a really good year in terms of like a contract year. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday how like Johnny Gaudreau is probably coming off one of the most dominant contract years we've ever seen. Right, Nazem Kadri. He's coming off an 87-point year. He's never put up these kind of numbers before. And he's coming off a playoff where I believe he was over point per game. I mean, if you're going to go sign a huge contract, this is going to be the year he's going to be able to do it. That's why I think, like, he's going to go and just, you know, he got his cup. He helped the Avs get there. And I don't think Avs fans would be upset if he left. You know, this is a guy that, you know, let's be frank, his first two years in Colorado weren't anything to write home about. He was good, but it wasn't like, you go look at his point totals. I think he had like 40-something in his first year, but and then he had like 30-something last year. And when he got suspended for the Avalanche, even all their people wanted him like, out. They wanted him gone. Yeah. Like, I think people forget that. Like, they almost traded him last offseason. And, like, to be fair, and I kind of want to hit on his quote for a minute of like, yeah, go. 
I love Naz, and I wish he was still here. And I get he's on top of the world, and you kind of have a little bit of leeway with whatever you get to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets to act in a way that it's like everybody doubted him. Like, like what happened in all of the how many games was he suspended, and how many playoff series did he miss completely for boneheaded shit? Don't act like that was nothing. Because it was. It cost three separate it. years of you advancing in a playoff round. And you can say that now and like you won. Mm. But at the same time, it's like you can't act like that wasn't anything because yeah. it was. Honestly, I loved it. It was so good. It was fucking fantastic, honestly. Can I just touch on something really? Yeah. Quick? So I'm looking mm. at his stats. Dude, this guy played two games last year in the play. I did not realize that. He played two games. In the playoffs last year. Yep. Two. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, he missed the he, whole Vegas series. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he got because he got eight games for that. And you have to remember they swept St. Louis. So he missed two games in that series. And then he missed, he would have if that series had gone seven, he would have played game seven, but Vegas beat them in six. So oh, like that's what I'm saying. That's why like, I don't know. I found it a little bit. You can say that because you're on top. You just won. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, man, everybody that was doubting you and said that you were a liability has every right to. Yeah. Because you were well, for three well, straight years on two separate teams. Well, now he won. And I, I, I thought it was great, honestly. Like, I think it was throwing a little bit of shade at Kyle Dubas for sure. Uh, but no, it was great. Like, I remember, like, Thomas, you were talking about how the day of that trade, I remember you texted me. You were like, "We won this trade, didn't we?" And I, I was on the ball. I was like, "Yeah, I think the Leafs killed Colorado here." Like you got, you didn't only get Tyson Berry, who was coming off a really good year. It was like Kerfoot's pretty good piece too, and for Nas, and then I think it was what Callie Rosen went the other way too. It was like I love it for Colorado, but I like it like more for Toronto. And then Tyson Berry wasn't very good in Toronto, and Kerfoot, eh. yeah, you can say which one. Well, I was Kerfoot, but. No, for, for Nas, it's, it's big for him. But another guy I wanted to touch on was uh, Nate McKinnon. Like, I know we touched on him a little earlier, but this guy, like, what a, what a year he put up. Faced injury at some point in the year. He started the year with COVID. And then there were times in the season where he didn't really look himself. Yeah. Um, but this guy was an absolute monster in the playoffs. Crazy to say he's their second best player. Because Kale McCarr exists, but that's a uh, he, he put up a real good year, and he had a he had a great quote yesterday. He was like, they were asking him if Crosby would be at his uh, his cup party, and he said, you know, I've been the drunkest guy at the last <laughs> two uh, parties he had, so I'm expecting him to be the drunkest guy at mine. That was so good from him. Um, he was great. He, he I said it last night. He wasn't great in the, in the Tampa series. He looked a little mm-hmm. lost at times, but it, when he needed to be at his best, he had a goal and an assist last night. Yep. Um, the biggest game of the series for him came yesterday. After having a horrible first period, too. Yeah, he, he kind of just looked, like, a little nervous, if that's the right word to say. Just seemed like, you know, biggest moment of his career. But he had a great second and a great third. And brings home a cup. Pretty, uh, yeah, and pretty, pretty good. Like, the Avs have a history of choking, or had. Right mm-hmm. in that second round, yeah. And it was Friedman said, like before the game, if Colorado loses this, <laughs> they got 
man, that's going to be hard to go back home and mm-hmm. win. And they're lucky that they won that because that history of choking just would have kept coming up and up and up. And yeah. you saw it in game five at home. They had a chance. They kind of choked it away. They didn't play well. I thought, I thought game five they deserved to win that game, and I don't think it was close. I thought Vasilevsky well, played his best game of the series in game five, and like Kemper lets in a few that you're like, ah. Oh. If he's had that, they but win five. That's part of it. Yeah. And I don't know. It looks like they're gripping their sticks a little bit too tight. And they weren't making crisp passes like they normally do. And even Tampa Bay, like, uncharacteristically in the last 10 minutes of the third, looked scared. Yeah. The entire third. Yeah. The abs did exactly to them what Tampa's been doing to teams for two years. Exactly what they and did to us just in the clamp, third Just clamping them down. Just Yeah. Absolutely, just shut it down. Said, Nope, we're not giving you guys anything. Yep. And like Jared Bendar deserves so much credit because when he was brought in again in that horrid 16, 17 year, people were like, What are you doing? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> and look, he won at every level. And look, he had a like, it's hard to put that 16, 17 year on him because what did he get hired in like late August that year? Because Patty Wadge just dipped. Yes. And right. look, and then it's so like they have that horrid year. They make the playoffs in 1718, make the playoffs in 1819, make the playoffs in 1920, make it last year, win the cup this year. Like that's a guy that I think also deserves a ton of credit for, for implementing a system that works with this team. You got to remember, this is the guy that had, he was there. He was the coach for Nathan McKinnon's breakout. Mm-hmm. Clearly he pushed some buttons with McKinnon that got him going. Maybe it wasn't just him. Maybe there were other factors, but He's the guy that turned McKinnon into this, this superstar that we all seem to, and this absolute beast that we see that has, you know, seems like he doesn't have a stop button, <laughs> which is, you know, unbelievable for him too. So the Avs absolutely deserve this. I, I don't think we, I don't think any of us were surprised. I mean, I know you guys both had Tampa. <laughs> I was the only guy that believed in the Avs, clearly. But well, it wasn't like we didn't believe in the Avs. It was just. Tampa. Nobody's going to beat Tampa until somebody does. And the Avs did. I, I do wonder for next year how they're going to they're gonna rebuild this team. Like, I think Val Nichushkin will be back for them. You know, I think with all the cap space, I think, you know, I really do think Sakic is going to prioritize Nichushkin. Yeah, what do you, what really do you, do. what do you guys think the priority list is for the Avs? Is it, does it go with Naz, Nichushkin, Kemper, or like? I think it's, Nachushkin, Kemper, Kadri. Really? I think because I think they know Kadri's going to get paid. Yeah, true. Right. And I think in terms of pure impact, I think Nachushkin had a stronger impact than Kadri on all three zones. Right. And he could play on any line. You know, he either plays on the first line, he plays on the second line, he can play on the third line. He does everything for them. Right. And they don't have a goalie. So I think your, your goal is a little more important. I think they could get Kemper on the exact same deal. Like I don't. I think they can get him a little less. To be honest with you, he didn't have a great playoff. He had a good regular season. I think they can probably get him maybe even a little cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think they gotta really like figure out what they're gonna do in net because free agency is like literally like a couple weeks away. (laughs) Yeah. Quick turnaround. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Like, like, uh, unfortunately for Saki, he doesn't really have time to to celebrate (laughs) this. It's you know he's maybe has a couple days and he's gotta get right back to work. Yeah. So I, I. I think that's the way they would prioritize. I don't know if you guys see it any differently. Yeah, how do you see it, Tom? I think they gotta they gotta keep Kemper. 
somehow because there is no other option. Um, I'd even say Naz 2 and Achushkin 3 just because Naz is the center and they don't seem to have too much center depth. Like you saw when he went down, they had to move Ranton into the middle. And what do you do? They still won games. <laughs> yeah, you still won games, but... They can't last you... forever, right? Yeah, no. what do you do? No. That's why I think because they can do that with Ranton or even Comfort, I, that's why I think I think Nachushkin is the more important guy because they're able to move guys. Like Landeskog can play the middle. Ranton can play the middle. I think that's why Nachushkin gets prioritized. It's just... I don't think they're going to be able to afford Kadri, honestly. He, he Look, he put up 87 points this year. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's going to want to get paid. And, and, and unless Naz is like, I'll take less, which he might. But I don't think he will. Look, the guy's 31, right? Mm-hmm. I think we all forgot he's a little older yeah, than we yeah. think he is. You know, this is going to be the only chance he's really going to have to get to go to market and get paid. Man, imagine somebody gives him like seven by seven. Somebody will. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a world where, like, Lucic got that, you know, not that long ago. You know, there were some egregious contracts given out last year, too. Like, Well, how do you guys think Philip Grubauer's feeling right now? <laughs> oh, my God, man. Like, wait, I, again, I went back and I listened to our free agency thing last year. And I'm like, what? And I literally said, like, what is he thinking? Going to Seattle. Like, what do we Colorado say? We probably said, like, oh, that's a good been. move. <laughs> But like, if he stays in Colorado, do they still win with him? I yeah, so. like, what the hell? Yeah, he yeah. was so good last year, and like, I know he went from he went from Colorado to Seattle. But like, if you're Philip Grubauer, like, obviously he chased the money. Yeah, and I, I, I do, I would love to know what was the contract he would have gotten in Colorado. But it's still like, man, you just watch them win, <laughs> and your team finished like second last. But that's where you feel bad for like Tyson Yost. Yeah. Oh my God, like, I saw that too. I was like, man, this dude has been there since, like, they were shit. <laughs> and, like, he gets traded at the deadline. Like, Miguel Sturm comes in. Yeah, that's shitty. I even feel bad for, like, I even feel bad for Ryan Murray because people are saying mm-hmm. like, he may not even have enough games to get his name on the cup. Yeah, I don't think And I was does. like, I, I saw that. I'm like, I totally forgot Ryan Murray was even on this team. Yeah. I just, I was like, yeah, Wait, but I forgot he, he was even he hurt? on Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's hurt, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I don't I think he was healthy for the playoffs. They just didn't use him. Hmm. Teams you know, get we, um like a couple extra like players that they can just put on it. They have to like contest it or some shit. Like you have to either play one playoff game or you have to play a certain amount in the regular season. So like I think they have to like contest it. But I think do, like, do you want to know the rule? I would love to. Like yeah. I know the rule. It's half of you have to play half of the regular season. So whatever team you get traded from, or you have to play half of the season. And then either uh, half of the playoffs or one Stanley Cup final game. Yeah, but that's why, like, um, he didn't do uh, that. <laughs> what, like, what's that? There was a guy in Tampa in the bubble, Volkov. Oh, yeah. He literally played yeah. in game six, and my like, guy's yeah, name's on it. Yeah. And like, it was, uh, it was Matthew Joseph when they were like, he didn't play half of the regular season in the bubble year, and then he didn't play at all in the playoffs. Yeah. So it was like, I think they contested it, but I think he missed out by like one game. Mm. So it, it's kind of unfortunate for Ryan Murray. I think they'll. I think they'll get his name on there. He had yeah, like 37 we'll games. He was close. He was close to that threshold, but no, it's uh yeah, it's a it's a pretty I always love seeing the cup getting handed off. Obviously, Bettman wasn't there, which I think made things a little bit better. Um, but no, it, it was fun. And now we got later the offseason starts next week. Later yeah. the draft is next week. Um, which 
I'm excited for. Draft yeah, I don't know when you guys want to record an episode because I leave on the 12th to Mexico. So we got a lot of time. Uh, we got a yeah. little bit of time to record a post-draft episode or maybe pre-draft episode. Um, but for yeah. free agency, we'll, we'll we might it be it might be just you two recapping. It'll probably just be us two, which is okay. Yeah. Um, but no, What's free agency again? July 13th. 13th. Yes. Okay. I've already booked that day off work just so I can stay home and watch it because that'll obviously be Johnny Gaudreau day. If he doesn't sign, that's true. Fuck, we're getting close to it, man. We're getting fucking close. Makes me scared, but it's not about that today. It's about the avalanche. But um, is there anything left you guys want to add, or we kind of? I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is this the end of Tampa? No, they'll be back. They'll be back. They'll do you think about whole? I think they'll be back as well. But do you think this is the team that will? eventually go back to a Stanley Cup final and be as dominant as they were the last three years. I don't know if they'll win just with all the parity in the league. I know if we I know the parity and they've made three straight cup finals, but look, they did this all without Brayden Point. I think that's something like we all have to remember is that they did this entire thing without point. Mm-hmm. And they still got there and they look damn good doing it. Like I think they'll be back. I think like most of their pieces are back. Like obviously Palat, they're gonna have to figure out a way to get him signed. You know, Alex Kalorn had a really awful playoff. And you would expect he would be better. And like I said, and like Stamkos, like, dude was reinvented this year. Dude was reborn. Like, dude was unbelievable all season long and in the playoffs. And look, I think we're going to get a Vassy revenge tour. I don't think he was very happy with the way it went. It's still a really good team. They still got Hedman. McDonough's still good. I still think Sergachev's getting better. Like, yeah, they'll be back. Yeah. It's a hard one. Because I think, like, they've finally exhausted what they've had. And I kind of said that before the playoffs, where it feels like they're just sort of starting to run on fumes and just throwing everything at, like, Brandon Hangel to make it work. Fucking almost did. (laughs) Almost did. They'll be back but like what do they have next year for a third line brandon hagel um i think they're gonna get nick paul to stay i really do i think he'll probably stick around i mean why wouldn't he um like look the only ufas they have are riley nash who who cares palat's a big one and nick paul is kind of big um why was riley nash playing with three minutes left that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, same question. Were they Bob. like, were they, were they saving like, were they saving their top guns for the last minute? But I saw, cause I saw like, I saw Nash out there. I'm like, hey, he's not scoring. And but, I, I, full, I, I know Brandon Hagel didn't play well, but every time I watch Tampa, I'm like, why isn't Brandon Hagel out here? Like, he adds so much speed, so much grit. And he's like, it's not a fluke that he scored 25 goals in Chicago. Yes, playing on the top six with Kane. But why don't you do that with Tampa? Like, you had Kalorn with zero zero goals, yeah. four assists on the top line, but not Brandon Hagel. Like, I, I didn't get it, but, yeah, I didn't really get yeah. that Nash. Like, he only had six points in, in the playoffs, but, like, Hagel's one of those guys where he's just a pain in the ass to play against. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, an, like, he was everywhere. Like, I know, again, I know the point total was right there. Um, but, yeah, like, Kalorn, like, yeah, it's honestly, you said Kalorn didn't have a great playoff, and he wasn't very good. Yeah. But, like, I'm looking at Tampa's roster. Like, they got basically – everybody back except for obviously Pilot and Paul who are UFAs which 
are two pretty big pieces but yeah i imagine they'll find a way like it's tampa right like like they'll maybe they'll the maybe they'll get out of the cory perry deal like there's still a couple years on this fucking pat maroon deal like i wonder if they they try and just get out of some of these contracts that um and that are the, there the way that they ended that that last like two minutes or so and the last 20 seconds too that missed icing and then when Kucherov was that, and Kucherov <laughs> not having a stick, so he gave up. Yeah. He stopped that was pretty funny. Twenty seconds left. I had, a good, I had a really good laugh at that. That was pretty funny. I'm like, no, they're gonna be pissed. They're gonna want to come back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Look at the last time they got embarrassed in, in the playoffs. Came back and they won two straight. I'm not saying they'll do it yeah. again, but it's. Uh, I still think that's a really good team there. I and really, really do. Without getting too far into it, also. I feel like Tampa Bay feels like they were jobbed a couple times. Like, it seems like they were complaining after the, every single goal that scored. And like, come on, refs, don't don't give them ten minutes to challenge something and then they don't challenge. Uh, but like that second goal, I'm gonna be honest, that was a blatant mistrip that led directly to the goal. Yeah, and yeah. I'd be pissed if I was a Tampa Bay fan. So I feel like there's. There's a lot that Tampa Bay is going to come back for a vengeance for. Yeah. And, and like I, guess, I said, even without point. Yeah. Without point. Without, like, dude, without their number one. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, God. imagine just Colorado doing that without McKinnon. Like, yeah. Like, um, not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Tampa Bay is just built differently. Yeah. They, they're, they're good. And, like, again, I don't know if they'll make the cup final. They're definitely going to be a playoff team unless everybody gets injured, like in yeah. the 16, 17 year. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, they'll be back. I, I have no doubt in my mind that there's still going to be a team to be, you know, messed with. And, you know, I think they're going to get a little more rest this offseason. They're not going to be going on benders to celebrate the cup. You know, so we'll see. Thomas, what are, what are your thoughts on that? The Tampa? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, they'll be a playoff team for sure, like you said, and exact same root words or so. If they get injuries, like it's obviously going to go downhill, like the season we saw when the it's like every team, to, though, right? Yeah, it's like that. But it, it, it feels a bit different because this team's been aged and it's been dominant for so many years. It's like, okay, when is this team going to finally, you know, croak? I guess is the word I would use. But I don't think this team would croak under the pressure because they've faced the pressure and faced the music before. Like you said, sweep against Columbus, they came back stronger than ever. Um, I just don't know if the players are like in the bottom six look very slow all playoffs. I don't know if they, they can, did. I don't they know did. if they can run with the same people again. Um, as their Dude, they look slow against Toronto, like, yeah. So I don't know if that's look, gonna work. And then they looked like world beaters against Florida, yeah. And you and you never know what kind of team is going to go to the Eastern Conference next year. I'm saying in the playoffs, like you never know if an Ottawa Senators team just pops out of nowhere. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets team pops out of nowhere. Montreal, like you never ever know in this uh, in this conference. And yeah, there's likely going to be an extra spot with yeah. Boston. Finally, looking like they're just gonna. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Bergeron's sticking around, <laughs> so maybe not. I don't know who he's <laughs> gonna play not. with because their two star players are injured. <laughs> Ray Marshy's injured. Yep. And then past them, I could trade. I don't know. Well, th- this is going to be a great offseason, I think. I think it's going to be really, really good. Yep. The cap's going up a little bit, so that helps, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that it'll be a interesting offseason, which literally starts in a week. Yep. Um, I know, again, we're not on the Flames talk it, to- uh, topic, but uh, hey, Brad, 
get going on a 13 extension eh let's 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 fucking let's get that going um but if that's that's all we got i think for today yeah so again congrats to the colorado avalanche you guys fucking deserved it i just wish my team could do that once in my lifetime i know you guys are probably thinking the same thing but congrats to the avalanche guys fucking what a team what a year um and uh, that one that's gonna do it for the 21 22 um nhl season thank you guys for following along all year um it was an incredible year i think for both of our teams playoffs were a little bit different for us but um it was it was an awesome year so much fun a lot of crazy things happened um so that's gonna do it for this one we'll see you guys in free agency Uh, we'll see you guys at the draft and uh have a good one